Science education, fitness too. Molecular moms got it all for you. Hi everyone, thanks for joining me today on this episode of Molecular Mom. So today I just want to start with, I'm not a medical doctor. Uh, I have a PhD in genetics, so um, if you need medical advice, go to a qualified medical doctor. Um, but today I just wanted to give you a little information because um, on appendicitis, because this recently um, was a medical emergency in my family. And I really didn't know much about appendicitis, never uh, had a family member impacted by it until recently, um, where my seven-year-old son had unfortunately a ruptured appendix, so pretty severe. Uh, so I, I just wanted to give a little overview about what appendicitis is. Um, so appendicitis is an inflammation of the appendix. Uh, so it's the most common abdominal emergency and it requires prompt surgery to remove the appendix when you have appendicitis and this, this structure uh, is inflamed. So what is your appendix? So your appendix is a, a small pouch of, or a tube of tissue that extends off of your um, large intestine. And it's, like I said, uh, appendicitis uh, is the most, um, one of the most frequent medical emergencies, the most common uh, medical emergencies. And it's common between the ages of 10 and 20 years old. Typically, my son is only seven, so um, we, were, we were pretty surprised when we found out that he had appendicitis and actually a, a ruptured uh, appendix. About one in 20 people in the US will have appendicitis, so this inflammation of the appendix. And the overall lifetime risk is actually higher for males than females, with about 8.6%. Uh, percent risk for males getting appendicitis versus a 6.7% risk for females in the United States. So the, the more um, severe uh, consequence uh, of appendicitis is, uh, if it's not treated immediately, is that inflammation of the appendix will eventually lead to rupture of the appendix or perforation of the appendix. And when that happens, there is a spillage of the bacteria, the infectious materials that are stored in the appendix, and they spill out into the surrounding abdominal cavity. So this is, um, can be a life-threatening event uh, because uh, this perforated appendix uh, leaking out this infectious material into your abdominal uh, cavity can lead to inflammation of the abdominal cavities lining and that, that can be um, fatal actually. Um, so appendicitis uh, is something that is, is promptly treated uh, by appendix removal. Um, but if you have a, a ruptured appendix, they are going to immediately begin antibiotic treatment for you. Um, so, what are the classic symptoms of appendicitis? Um, it's actually not something that is um, easily diagnosed or that, that you're necessarily gonna know that you have this inflammation of the appendix. Um, 
The classic symptoms are having dull pain near your navel and that migrates to the lower right abdomen with increasing sharpness. So it migrates to the location of where your appendix is. So the nerves in your stomach um, aren't very good at telling you exactly where, where the pain is in, in, in your stomach. But typically with appendicitis, you're, you'll, the pain will start in one area and then again, you'll have this sharping, sharp increase in pain and this migration of pain closer to the origin of your appendix. But this doesn't happen in everyone. A lot of people will have loss of appetite, nausea and or vomiting um, soon after your abdominal pain begins. Um, some people will have abdominal swelling, a low grade fever of 99 to 102, uh, Fahrenheit, and some people also will have inability to pass gas. Uh, some other symptoms that may occur are you could just have pain anywhere in the upper or lower abdomen or back or even your rectum. Um, and this again is mainly due to your nerves aren't, aren't really good at being able to send signals to your brain to tell you exactly where that pain is. They're, they're kind of, those nerves are, um, they're just not specific in, in where the location is. And sometimes it's hard for people to, to really feel pain in, in a specific area and know. Um, some people also have painful urination and difficulty passing um, urine. And some people will actually have constipation and or diarrhea with gas rather than inability to pass gas. So uh, thinking about all these symptoms, it could be very easily confused with uh, just a gastrointestinal bug or, you know, you got food poisoning or you, you just have uh, some sort of a GI flu. Um, and this was the case with my seven-year-old son, Alaric. Uh, we did not realize that he was had an inflamed appendix, that he had appendicitis um, because he didn't have necessarily these classic symptoms. But... Uh, and, and again, I, I'm no MD, um, so he had the, the stomach pain, um, and he had a, a low-grade fever, and that, that was about it. And he was sort of down. He didn't really have severe pain, um, but after about 24 hours, um, he, he just kind of laid on the couch all day, didn't really complain too much, just said he didn't really feel good, tummy kind of hurt. Um, but not excruciating pain or anything. We just thought he had a GI bug because we had a GI bug just going through our house. Um, it, it seemed for the past six weeks, it just was passing on from one person to another. And I was like, ah, oh, can't we just get rid of this? So I really thought that it was just some sort of bug. Um, but he told me, he told my husband actually, um, the second, the second day, uh, at night, late at night, that it hurt for him to urinate. And that's when the light bulb went off for me that there's something else going on. Like if it's a GI bug, that's not really something that, that should be going on. He, sh he should not be having pain upon urination. So we, we took him to um, his pediatrician immediately in the morning and they said that they couldn't diagnose appendicitis. They couldn't rule it out. Um, they, they couldn't say that that's what it was but he did have some pain near his appendix. Um, so they, we were told to go to the emergency room immediately and they diagnosed it there. So um, in order to diagnose um, 
appendicitis. You have to have an abdominal, abdominal exam to detect the inflammation. So at the pediatrician, they, they, they knew that his, his um, stomach was tender and around also where his appendix is, but that doesn't necessarily, um, that's not a diagnosis. Sometimes they will do urine tests to rule out a urinary tract infection because that was something that I was sort of thinking maybe what was going on with him because he didn't have like the classic symptoms um, of appendicitis. And sometimes they will do a rectal exam or a blood test to see if your body is, has and is fighting an infection. Um, but the most really reliable would be either a CT or ultrasound. So when we were taken to the emergency room, when we took him to the emergency room, they immediately ordered an ultrasound. And that's when um, they were able to see that he actually did have a ruptured appendix. It wasn't just appendicitis. Uh, he didn't just have an inflammation. It, it had already ruptured, which is uh, a medical emergency. And Appendicitis is a medical emergency as well, but he immediately had to be started on IV antibiotics. So it was pretty scary for us. So what's the treatment for appendicitis um, or after you have a ruptured appendix? Usually you're going to have um, surgery immediately to remove the appendix is the standard treatment um, to avoid rupture. But even if it has ruptured, you're going to have um, removal of that appendix. So there's two, two types of surgery that you can have. You can either have an open appendectomy um, where you're, you're going to have a pretty big scar where they're going to open you up. Um, sometimes, a lot of times, they do that when you have a ruptured appendix so that they can get all the infection out. Um, or you can have laparoscopic surgery, um, which is less invasive. So you're just going to have uh, three scars where they go in um, with the tools to, to pull out the appendix. And... Thankfully, we, we took my son to Texas Children's and they opted for a laparoscopic surgery, even though he did have a ruptured appendix. Um, and they've shown that they've had good success with that. Uh, and also, if you're scheduled for an appendectomy, you're going to be put on antibiotics before. And so that's what happened for my son. He, it was immediately an IV was started once they diagnosed with the ultrasound that he had a ruptured appendix. They started them on IV antibiotics, and then it was probably about eight hours or so later that um, his surgery was um, then um, completed. So if we can remove the appendix, and there's no apparent consequence because, you know, one in 20 people have appendicitis and need their appendix removed, and they're living a healthy life, What's the purpose? What's the function of your appendix? Well, really, it was once considered just to be a rudimentary and redundant remnant of evolution. That's what everyone thought because you could remove it and seem like people were completely healthy. So there are structures that, um, for your tailbone, for example, uh, we don't have tails. We, we don't need a tailbone. There's not really any function to that. So it's just a, uh, a remnant of, from evolution. So that's sort of what the thought of was for the appendix, that it's not necessarily something we need. Um, but we, we can see that the appendix was selected for uh, in evolution, and it's highly conserved. So, um, and especially the, the human appendix, it's, it's highly conserved um, in that malformations are extremely rare, suggesting that it has a, a very important role. So there are... Uh, 
you typically are not going to have malformations of the appendix in a, in a newborn that you just don't you don't see that very often so it suggests that there must be some some sort of important role and that it's being uh, selected for so what are the functions um like I said, initially we thought that it was just had a redundant role, but the more that we, we look into the, the functions uh, of the appendix, we see that there's a redundant role, but also um, a unique function of the appendix. So the redundant role is that it contains lymphoid tissue and is the primary site for immunoglobulin A production which is crucial to regulate the amount and quality of your intestinal flora. So um, your intestines have all sorts of different microbiota there that are um, helpful to you to help you with your immune system and to help you digest your food and to actually help you to fight um, the bad bacteria that you have. Um, so I'm sure that you've heard about microbiome before. You have microbiome, you have um, different types of bacteria on your skin that help you. Um, in your lungs, in your nasal passages, and in your, in your intestines, in your GI tract. So that's, that's one of the, the functions. Um, the unique function that uh, researchers are discovering is that the appendix appears to contain uh, very diverse uh, commensal bacteria, so helpful bacteria. Um, even some bacteria that aren't typically found in your GI, they will find in the appendix. Um, in the appendix, they'll also find biofilms uh, that continuously will shed the bacteria into your intestines. So what um, people, researchers, scientists in, that are studying the function of the appendix, what they hypothesize is that the appendix actually helps to replenish the large intestine with healthy flora after a diarrhea or episode where when you have diarrhea, it flushes out a lot of, a lot of your um, bacteria, your healthy, good bacteria out of your gut, which is... Um, can be harmful for you. Just think of when you go on an antibiotic and it kills all that bacteria in your in your gut. A lot of people then will have actually some, some bad GI symptoms just because the bacteria that are beneficial in your GI tract have um, been, been killed off and, and it's been changed there. So they think that the, the appendix um, is the structure that is sort of like a safe house for um, bacteria that are helpful for you and it's continuously shedding um, the the helpful bacteria to keep your GI tract healthy and have a diverse um, commensal microbiota there so um, I hope that that was helpful information for you I I honestly had not really ever thought about appendicitis. I had heard about it, but never really looked into it because it never personally affected me. Um, luckily, my son is mm, almost two weeks post-surgery. Um, I was told from the surgeons that if he had a recurrent infection, which is actually common, one in three um, people that have a ruptured appendix and have the appendix removed, will um, end up having a reinfection occur 
um, just because there's bacteria that are, are left over there that can cause infection because it was leaked out of the appendix into areas that in the abdominal cavity where they, those, those bacteria just shouldn't be. And they said that's typically going to occur uh, seven to ten days after surgery. So he's about two weeks out, um, and we are very fortunate that his surgery was uncomplicated, and he seems to be healing up very well, and it's, it's hard to keep a seven-year-old from, from running around. So we're, you know, it was an unfortunate event, but we're very fortunate that he's okay. So... Thank you everyone for uh, listening and for following Molecular Mom. If you have any other questions, um, feel free to reach out. Or if you have ideas about additional episodes that you would like me to cover certain topics, um, shoot me a, a message on one of our platforms and I will look into it for you. So thanks again for uh, listening and have a good day. Science education, fitness too. Molecular mom's got it all for you.